we're combining our shows. Today, we're going to be shooting a special episode of Let's Pass. Hello and welcome to Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if there's still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. And yeah, this is great. This is I'm glad that we're doing so professional because it's not like our uh, podcast CEO is in the building. Did you just say we're doing so professional? <laughs> yeah, I did. Me do good. Profe- me do good ear ear talkies shit the boss is here i didn't clean up my workstation get it together our podcast ceo is in the building i was playing halo let me command alt tab guys i didn't know we were getting a performance review no one told me we didn't do those cts reports or whatever they're called child protective service reports (laughs) Uh. (laughs) um we have the uh, friend of the show who's been on before, who since the last time he's been on the show, invited us to join the podcast network that he runs, the certain POV network, the one, the only, Mr. Case Aiken. Well, hey, and also I need those forms signed in triplicate. (laughs) Corporate's in the building. I didn't know that that's what we agreed to when we said you could come on. <laughs> well, frankly, with this episode, who knew what we were agreeing to? Because we, we kind of called an audible. So. It's and true. I noticed he's, so you're wearing a suit and tie now, huh? Since we joined your ear. Since we, you, yeah. formed, you know, you kind of like took over the network and. Yeah, no, before it was like, I, I swear I'll be a cool boss. And now it's just like, there's a dress code. Hey, yeah. Let's see your new Tesla oh, out shit. the window. What happened to Hawaiian shirt Fridays? It wasn't Hawaiian shirt day. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> are, are you here to fire yeah. me? <laughs> um, yeah, well, so you guys are uh, victims of my whim at the moment. So uh, uh, th- th- this is a personal episode for me. Uh, we are talking today about the Toxic Avenger because I used to work on the musical and uh Actually, in the in the these times, we've lost two people from the the cast and crew. Uh, but more recently, Aww. yeah, more recently, uh, one person who had uh, battled with it, who was actually the star, the 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 Toxic Avenger, and that was Nick Cordero. Um, mm. And but at the beginning of this, uh, we also lost the person who ran the props track, uh, which uh, who was Jeff Waltz, who uh, then worked with me on a bunch of stuff and was roommates with a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, so this Aww. show. Like we've been like reconnecting and I, I've been like feeling it and it's uh, it's old and pivotal and it seemed like a good thing to talk about. But the movie that we're, it, like the musical is based on is very important, but also um, like not a good movie. It like it's <laughs> it's very violent and it's 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 rough and like it's uh, good from a I can't believe they made this on the budget they had um, kind of standpoint. But it's like a weird thing. And we kind of just all agreed that probably isn't fodder for us to talk about <laughs> like it's yeah. uh, it's like such a weird property by itself but it turns out you can watch the musical on amazon yeah yeah the yeah. the uh the pre-show conversation uh th- the there is a scene in it where they kill a disabled woman's guide dog uh, and that's not the worst thing that happens. <gasps> oh in the scene. my god! So Wait, that was, was the scene that you were protecting me from. <laughs> oh yeah. no! I like and how you, you waited had to fucking we were tell me to drop <laughs> the ball. To drop Holy that shit. ball. Here's your divorce papers. <laughs> Fuck you. 
You little punk ass bitch. I can't believe you just told me. A guide uh, dog. And you oh, know yeah. oh, I yeah. raise guide dogs. And you fucking told me we would have when skirted you, this whole issue. When, when you oh, skirted so around it, Brett, when you sk- earlier before recording, when you skirted around, it's like, oh, that's nice. You just not. I didn't I think know, you I were going to come it. back and just uh, like pie in the face. Do like, you know Brett Eagleston at all? Yeah. If, like, do you? if you see a bearded man sleeping on the street, it's my husband. Well, Let him be. I am all okay. homeless. <laughs> <laughs> we are legion, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sam, there's a lot of bearded men. Yeah, Casey, you mentioned something, and I have actually not seen the movie movie, but I've heard that before, that it's insanely violent. But there's this thing, this trend, that was is wild to me at this time, because the movie was like mid-80s, of insanely violent adult movies from the 80s being turned into children's cartoons. Yeah, because I didn't see the movie. Why I know the to- I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I watched. Yeah. I watched the Toxic Avenger cartoon. Yeah. They did it with RoboCop. They yeah. did it yeah. with Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah. Um, you could Beetlejuice argue, wasn't like super violent, but it was still yeah, questionable. Yeah, it was a weird era. He tries to forcibly marry a minor, but they're friends in the show. Best friends. Yeah, and <laughs> and then you could argue too that. Uh, the Ghostbusters. What is that like the the thing where yeah. you fall in love with the person kidnapping you? Yeah, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I get the um, Ghostbusters at least, but the some of those other yeah, ones. Are a, yeah, it, it's a weird era of of showmaking. Like even the original Ninja Turtles, and that's probably where this comes from. Like the original Ninja yeah. Turtles was a very violent car- uh, comic book before they made the cartoon, and then the cartoon you're referring to, the Toxic Crusaders. Uh, was done by the same people. So, like, if you look at the animation, it looks super similar. They, uh, it was super toyetic. Um, in and so the action figures look like some of the later generation Ninja Turtle ones, like the ones that are just like the mutated guy. You know, like when they went like crazier with the mutation styles. Um, th- so there's a lot of that kind of element, and it was just like, all right, well, fuck, Ninja Turtles was so big. Let's see what else sticks. Hmm. Wait. Is toyetic a real word? Yeah, so it's like aspects of a of a character design that uh, or elements of the uh, the the text. So like if a if it's like a military team that has like cool like vehicles and stuff, like it's stuff that contributes to a toy line. Toyetic. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, like so fucking what, word of the daying this one. Like, yeah. yeah. So there's there's it. a weird story that gets to a musical being made in 2008, uh, and so it starts off with Troma, which is this like tiny ass. Uh, like independent uh, film studio based out of New York that uh, two Yale graduates started. Uh, And the, the big, uh, the big one that's in front of everyone is Lloyd Kaufman, who is this like zany kind of guy who has been really a passionate force in independent movies. Um, And then his partner, Michael hers is kind of like a a private guy. So Lloyd is very public. It helps that his first girlfriend and now wife is part of like, uh, the New York City Film Commission. So he's like oh. connected to just stuff in general now. Um, but he's been doing stuff since the beginning to try to like get little guys like boosted. So he like helped make Rocky a movie. Like he helped them get the rights to shoot in Philadelphia and put the whole thing together. And so wow. he, he even has a cameo in, in Rocky. Um, and he had a studio that was uh, for a while doing these like teen titty comedies, like uh, a lot of like a lot, lot of softcore porn. And that was like, you know, with like kind of here's young people and they're pretty and it's kind of a funny scene, but also boobs are out. Um, <laughs> and that was their like that was their 70s. 
Um, but an idea he had while working on Rocky was like, how crazy is like the health club scene? And he always wanted to do something with like a health club. And in the 80s, he decided to pivot to doing horror movies because Porky's came out and like all of a sudden, like there was just a uh, competition from studios that had budgets. Uh, yeah. And so he was like, I'm going to do a horror movie. And it was going to be called Health Club Horror. And halfway through production for this movie, they were like, this isn't a horror movie. This is a superhero movie because they made (laughs) the monster sympathetic. Um, And all of the all the teens that he was killed, like these roving gangs and whatnot, were so evil that there was no reason for anyone to root for anyone besides the monster. Uh, And so they in voiceover, (laughs) they dubbed the character the Toxic Avenger, even though the actual movie script never calls him that. Uh, to the point oh. that there are kids in the movie that have merch. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I just, like, remember a lot of shit. And I read this <laughs> book, actually. <laughs> uh, what book is that? Uh, so the uh, Lloyd has written several books, but the one that I have read w- is uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie. Although his first one was Everything I Needed to Know About Making Movies was from The Toxic Avenger, something to that effect. And has done, like, other, like, indie production guideline books. Which is cool because, like, he gets people who then go on to have careers. So, like, James Gunn wrote, wrote the forward to that book. Uh, oh, wow. And that was long before he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but, yeah, so he has this, like, studio that, like, has continued to do these, like, weird indie movies. But then they've tried to license side projects. So he, like, licensed the Toxic Avenger, which was this weird cult hit, uh, into the Toxic Crusaders cartoon. And, like, they continued – they got Marvel Comics at some point. They, they've, they've just kind of, like, circled around as this, like, weird – d-list property that um is weirdly fascinating and like has has just a strange element so that it was just like a weird series and down the line because they always set the location for this in like in new jersey like just on the other side of the hudson that it was all right cool we'll do like a new jersey kind of themed thing and so years later they've had multiple attempts at musicals but the one we're talking about today is co-written by David Bryan, who is from Bon Jovi, and then Joe DiPietro, who is wrote the book and is like a, a comedy musical writer. Like I produced a production of one of his shows in college, which was I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change. And like he just does like funny relationship comedy stuff. And I want to roll a- back and say that this is part of the Bon Jovi cinematic universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so That's exciting. That's favorite band. We've got at least oh one God. listener who's going to be so stoked. Well, Luna, yeah, Luna will be stoked. <laughs> that was a big part of the musical when it was running because uh, people would just come from New Jersey like and just be like pumped for it. Like a lot of the merch was like Jersey girl. Yeah. And there's like songs that call out it. Like, I mean, like, the opening number of the musical is who will save New Jersey. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and it's a, it's a really fun show. Like it, it was a cool t- team working on it. Um, and yeah, so I was part of the crew for the show. I ran the spotlight. Uh, and I also did merch uh, because with a trauma production, there's always a lot of hats uh, <laughs> and it, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, we the the actor who played the Toxic Avenger uh, was really great and had like a really cool career and unfortunately just lost his life to COVID. But um, everyone has gone on to do uh, like lots of like Broadway stuff. Um, and one of the characters was played. Well, one of the characters was played by Nancy Opel, who is like this Broadway legend. Um, wow. She was like Patty Lapone's understudy for Evita and has since then just like done so much. Like she did like Urine Town and like has just been out there. Urine uh, Town? I, I thought about it. I was going to be respectful and not make that joke. No, I literally, <laughs> that's what I heard. I, mean, I don't know what you uh, said. No, that's how it's spelled. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the joke it is, is actually like the other way. It's actually spelled urine as in like 
the excretion of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> the excretion yeah. of humanity? Is that what you do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's what we're, that's what I, we're I living through currently. It's apt. It's yeah, apt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like they, they've had, like they had a few uh, like rotating star or people for the, like the, the love interest character in it. But um, the, the last one on the off Broadway production was Diana DeGarmo from, well, now she does like musical theater stuff and it does country singing also, uh, but is from American Idol originally. Um, mm. And then since that show closed, it's been on tour. It's actually like, it was in LA for a while. Recently it was actually by me in the DC area. Uh, and it, it's been touring up until now, the, these times. Wow. Yeah. I can uh, see that you got the poster behind you or, what is is that yeah, a poster? Yeah. It's, it's so it's it's the window card. Um uh-huh. so like outside yeah so like the the box is outside of theaters that with like a glass panel that are like lit uh mm-hmm. for each of the shows. So it's like uh it's like 6 feet tall wow. like styrofoam printout um and like That's I cool. the working on the show I ended up working at that theater and so like it was like 2 years later we were like going through like old uh, publicity material that was like left over there. And I was like, I'm taking this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's very cool. Hey, do you guys want to know other inappropriate sure. kids cartoons? <laughs> I mean, I know my little pony started as basically a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> I had a whole lineup. <laughs> so we talked about toxic Avenger and Robocop. Robocop. We mentioned Beetlejuice is kind of like borderline. Um, they made a Rambo cartoon. What? Yeah. what? Wow. They made, I didn't know that. Yeah. A police academy cartoon. Yes, yep. yeah, that that's too. right. It's a RoboCop. They made the toxic. They made a Highlander cartoon. Yeah, Why? it's terrible. Wow. That is it's weird. They so made weird. in 1999 a Starship Troopers cartoon. Wow. Oh, yeah, I that's the CGI that. one, the Roughnecks. And then the one I'm like, how do you look at this? And be like, yeah, this was for kids. They made an Aliens cartoon, as in the movie Alien. Oh my god! Wait, what? Hold on, that one. Yeah, Hmm. where can we watch that? Where's that streaming? Yeah, right. It's called Operation Aliens. I mean, you you also have to remember, not that I'm excusing it, but like back in the '80s, it was like you know things that were are now were like PG-13, and like I feel like the threshold for what was okay for children was like so much higher. Well, there wasn't PG-13. Oh, that's right. Uh, in the well, 80s, no, by the 80s, it, 80s it was. Temple, yeah. of Doom. Oh, okay. Temple of Doom made that, yeah. Was it okay. Temple of Doom or I, Goonies? I thought it was Temple, because it's indie. Either way, yeah, we're talking Jones, about Spielberg Productions from that same period, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but but here's the thing. The Toxic Avenger wasn't just uh PG thirteen. It was it was barely R. It was actually so violent they had to cut a bunch of stuff to get the rating. Wow. <laughs> oh. Technically Red Dawn was the first PG thirteen movie. We were both wrong. Oh wow. According to history.com. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it it's yeah. a weird property and it's a weird time because I remember the cartoon and like the other part that kind of made that property stick out for me um, and why I was like excited to work on the the musical was um, Troma was very aggressive when video stores first came out or rather video rental places first came out about getting their properties in there when studios weren't quite clear on if this was a good idea. Um And so, like, and you probably kind of remember this from, like, local video stores and even blockbusters 
early, early on where there was like a lot of like indie movies, like a lot of like this or like canon or um, so like th- things like Masters of the Universe or like Condor Man. Uh, I am probably dating myself because I'm older than all of you, but Condor Man but like, is a new one for me. <laughs> but but it's all the, all the schlock, all the all the like the D movies that like people talk about, um, but don't you, like. No one is really recommending that you go check out unless you're like super into like horror or you know some some sort of like uh, cheaper category of things. Like the Toxic Avenger was very prominently located in video stores, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's the movie for the cartoon I watch, and my parents would be like, <laughs> no. No. And so it was always the thing I wanted to watch. Uh, and then I like kind of forgot about it once I got like a little older and heard about the musical. I was like, fuck, fuck yeah, I remember that. This is great. And like I watched the movie and I was like, this is rough. But it's fascinating. <laughs> but it's, it's rough. Uh, but it had such a legacy that it's like hard not to be like kind of rooting for it. Like I, I always root for like underdogs uh, of production. And so like the fact that we're still kind of having the conversation, you know, like 35 years later is really cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very excited to, to check this out. Uh, cause that used to be me and Ash's jam in high school was the, the schlock mm-hmm. fest. Yeah. Uh, so attack of the killer tomatoes. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I I which had a cartoon. Yeah. We that should. also had a cartoon. That's yeah, right. that did. Two uh, seasons. What? Wow. Yes. Yeah. I still haven't seen Dune. At this point, do I just wait for the remake? Oh, do no, 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 cartoon. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, I thought you said Dune as well. Sorry. I mean, you can go watch it. It's pretty crazy. Sting in his like future speedo, space future speedo. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to talk about Dune sometime. Okay. Yes. I talked about Dune on another pass last summer. Hmm. I want to say. What do you think the odds are that a podcast exists with like three white guys? Uh, they talk 100%. about like Dune and classic science fiction. Gosh, it's called Pat. it's called Dune. It's called Dune dudes. <laughs> it's very if there possible. was a human sized toilet, I would flush you down it right now. <laughs> right. You, you would need an unusually large toilet of size and strength to accommodate for Pat. <laughs> That's uh, true. I'm very beefy. You need the Ministry of Magic toilets. So anyway, so what are your guys' expectations based on the amount I've gushed about this show? Like, I did Spotlight, so I watched this every goddamn day for, like, nine months. Um, And this is going to be a different production, but I'm still excited. And I'm curious, uh, have I oversold it, or are you guys uh, dubious about my taste? I have really, really enjoyed most of the... uh, property i don't care that much about musical adaptations uh, <laughs> uh you know that and that's because I mean, there's no stakes for you when you well, go in <laughs> but no like there's you know there's a lot of like there's like the prestige musicals that were like written as musicals and then there's like the adaptations of like this maybe shouldn't have been a musical but like here it is and like oh that was much better than i thought it was gonna be like waitress um I was thinking of like uh, the the several Harry Potter themed musicals or, uh, uh, you know, whatever else. But I I kind of am hoping for uh, more of this, more of that vibe where I just creative dialogue for violence is always fun. Um, I'm 
my my concerns lie mostly in the time period when it was created because uh, we we were talking a little while ago about music from the mid aughts and uh, and then freaking Lindsay Ellis just put out that whole like the protest music of the mid aughts video and it's just like okay so there's people talking about the music of that time and a lot of the music of that time was uh, weird and bad uh, but like <laughs> some of it was really good so it's just kind of like. Where does this one fall in the, in the uh, the line of good and bad? But I'm 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 leaning towards good just because again musical adaptations of things that were never meant to be musicals is like a very niche subcategory of things I really enjoy. I'm excited. Um, I don't know anything about this like story wise aside from like what you've said, and um, I'm expecting it to kind of be like a simple production that has like complex character interactions so hmm. that's what i'm hoping for that's well, what i don't will know. you enjoy I don't know. it i'm not familiar with the property the original property um or the stage play so i am like completely fresh on we this we gotta distill it down to a yes or no will you enjoy it uh, yes because it's the play if it was the movie i'd be saying no but I'm glad we went with the property that you actually liked and had a fondness for. Yeah. I also don't know anything about this. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I I, I still feel kind of in the dark. Was this a comic book first? I really don't know anything no, about it. No, it was just a movie in India. It was just horror. a movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, yeah, that's bananas to me that you would start a movie as a horror film and then it would transition into a superhero movie. Well, but because all they knew was evil. teen titty stuff, so it started off as a teen Ugh. titty oh movie God. and also a horror movie, and then they were like, "Oh, actually, it's a superhero movie." So well, they did it with they did it with Evil Dead when we had Rachel and Matt on. They talked about how you know Evil Dead is crazy, scary, and then they by Army of Darkness, and then they did like a musical of all. Yeah, three but of those them were together. three; those were separate things. They weren't the same movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't like transition tonality throughout the movie. Uh, but anyway, I yeah, I'm going in with like kind of no expectations except for the ones that you've put in my head case. So I guess we will. <laughs> I'm I'm it seems I'm excited to see it. I just watched Hamilton, guys, so I'm ready for to follow that up with something better, case. So I'm just kidding. No, this is definitely a lot of fire. You're not throwing away that shot. (laughs) Welcome to the shade cast. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I fucking love Hamilton. It's brilliant. Um but I'm I'm excited because I'm in like the musical like I'm, I will be honest, which is so crazy, which might impact whether or not I like this. And I think would shock case is like, I'm the type of person where I really love shows that have funny songs. So like, I love Flight of the Concord. I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I love Gallivant. Like those type of TV shows, so on board for. But then when I like actually go to see a musical, there's always a moment for me, including in Hamilton, where I'm like, Oh, maybe I don't like musicals. <laughs> it's <laughs> like about you, even like, it's into Hamilton. I was like, maybe this isn't my thing. And then I came back around after intermission. But like, I don't know if I like actual musicals. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I I'll, I'll I am with you. I do really like 
like silly whimsical mm-hmm. musicals silly whimsicals whimsicals, whimsicals. <laughs> a whimsy whimsical musical uh silly musicals i'm with you i love and adore like flight of the concords and gallivant and the fact that i ended up after two seasons is one of the greatest criminal I, things I in know. all of media um but uh yeah so i think this will be fun i think we're gonna i think we're gonna have fun i think and, for me it's yeah, like if if they're singing the entire time, like, and it's kind of cheesy, then I have a problem with it. But if there's like dialogue happening in between the songs, like Hamilton what do was they a call little that? hard for me. There's a difference. Uh, it's in called those. a rock opera if you don't actually break for like dialogue scenes. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, or a hip hopera if it's uh, depending on the music style. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pat, do you think you could beat up Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yes. Oh Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you want Jesus to hurt Christ. him? Christ. Just tone oh, of voice. Like, that wait, 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 wait. Like, I'm almost Are you asking me you- if I have the ability or you're asking me to do it? You're like, do you think you, like, you think, are you asking me, is like, do you have the ability if you had just, to? Or are you saying, are you asking the save, do you think you could run to the store for milk? Like, is that how you're <laughs> phrasing it? Where it's like, are you asking me to actually go do no, it? No, it was definitely, the question was definitely like, do you have the ability? But the way you answered it held such a disdain for Lin Manuel Miranda's physique. <laughs> no, I adore that. that. I, I think no that made, almost counts as a challenge. No. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It was not. No. There's no disdain for that. It was just like, yeah. I said obviously. it last episode, but, but this oh. is definitely the most shade you've ever thrown at someone with oh, a simple no. yes. No. Oh, like <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Hold on. There was di- there was disdain. The disdain was from me because the idea that yeah. Pat would have any trouble beating up Flynn and Will Miranda. I think I would be good oh with God. most of Hollywood until, I, I mean, the MCU. I might have some trouble with some of those fellas. Oh, yeah, yeah. but they, but they, they only. I mean, they are super buff. But like when they, when they look like that, they're so dehydrated. You'd have like you'd have a like a, a oh, fucking it, it weight advantage. Them. You punch them in those rock hard abs. It would hurt. There's nothing protecting them. That's that's true. <laughs> Sam is dying. Can we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go watch this musical, guys, and we'll come back and we'll Wait, sing. Did, did ca- you I finish wanna, your did case, Tell us if he was going to enjoy the thing he worked I, on. I'm curious. Um, you know, I I don't know how this production holds up. Like I've I've seen pictures because I was like looking into it, and I'm like, oh, those costumes look weird to me. Um, it, it's a di- like there's definitely changes that have occurred. Oh. And it's not necessarily like it's the same producers. I looked at that, but it's not 100 like everything's the same, uh, mm-hmm. just different cast. So I don't know about that. It's different people, so there's also that, but. It's also so a show I really enjoyed. No, Case just come back really and talk shit about the lighting the whole time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want is the <laughs> breakdown. Of like like fucked up. Uh, but it, it, like, it looked like it was a little bit simpler because it's a, a, a touring production. So it, I did not see what appeared to be a turntable, uh, which the set previously had been built on. Um, oh. So I, we'll we'll find out. Um, you know, I had a I had a soft spot for that one. It was like my first like real theater job in New York. Uh, so, so like, I really appreciated getting to know all the people there and like, like the, the fun trivia, like it was the same theater where the evil dead musical played also, uh, it was fun time. So, you know, uh, I, I think I'll enjoy it from a nostalgia standpoint, but like, I think I'll keep thinking about how much more fun it is to be live. Mm. Cool. 
Right, right on. Well, we're going to pause the recording, uh, go sign up for another streaming service, and watch the Toxic <laughs> Avenger uh, Broadway adaptation. On, we should tell them what on, platform. Yeah, what the fuck platform? So you have to, it's Amazon Prime, but you have to sign up for Broadway HD. Uh, mm-hmm. You can sign up for a seven-day trial and cancel. Oh, calendar or don't. All this. Yeah. Pat, I'm sorry for picking on you. I just, I just want to have like a bumper sticker that says, my Pat can beat up your Pat. That's oh, a no. mess. How are right. we're an editor? Brett, can you fix it in post? <laughs> Do I want to fix it in post or am I just going to let it sit like that? Probably. Brett, why do you hate our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> I expect you to add piano to it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh crap, what band had the album that started like that? Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that band. I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, so we're back from watching the Toxic Avenger musical. Um yeah. which I was super wrong, guys. I knew that the tour touched down in LA for a while, and so I thought that's where they filmed it. This is definitely the oh. London cast. <laughs> like this is the London cast. All, a lot of cultural references are switched to being London stuff. Um, oh, mm-hmm. that's why they that like makes sense. talk that's about why they Kate slam Middleton. Down the and, yeah, exactly. Like that was the Hudson yeah. in yeah in the in the show or the stage show because they're in New Jersey and also the it was in New York where it was playing. So. Yeah, well, that's why I was like, why didn't you just say the Hudson? Like, that's the obvious joke here, but you went for a really obscure reference, but now I understand. Yeah. It was local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Local um, jokes. I know, like, Toxic Avenger, the titular character was played by Ben Irish, but man, I want to shout out. I have their real their names here because they deserve all their credit. Oscar, yes. Conlon, Maury, and Che Francis. Yes. Especially yeah. Jay was Holy, well. They both were really good, but like, they were damn. Fucking, they stole the show. They were working too, man. Yes. That yeah. was. They have got to be exhausted. Oh, it's I mean, a lot of stuff. Where Jay was like dressed as a woman, and I, th- I legitimately thought it was a woman. He was so good. The cop? No, no. The no. the black guy. Jay is the black like, guy. Yeah, yeah. In, in yeah, the I, script, uh, accredited as white dude and black Oscar, dude. and they're dancing in heels oh my god yeah yeah. and their their legs nobody's business good legs (laughs) like what the hell uh so so those two i feel like just like from beginning to end front to back just non-stop no breaks and they were phenomenal oh my god yeah those costume changes natalie um Natalie Hope played the governor the mayor melvin's mom and all that and she was phenomenal but it but she did have the salon scene, which holy shit! Yeah, the so salon scene with her, so good. And just flipping from her accents back and forth when she had the half costume, oh, like slipping yeah. around and just yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's like that part is very hard, and like that track specifically is so hard. Uh, she did a really good job with that. I was kind of wondering how. I mean, I know it's the speed change costumes is a thing, but like jumping in and out of heels like that and not Oof, yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah it's crazy the the costumers uh when on the production i worked on did like a crazy job and like it's definitely 
like a hallmark of the show. Yeah. I mean, I love how they like even make fun. Like they, they point it out and like make fun of it. Like when he comes out and, and he's like, Oh no, my pants. Like he forgot to change out of the other pants. <laughs> so fun. I love that stuff. I enjoy. It's one of those things where I can understand where people, if it's not done right, it can annoy people. But when you break the fourth wall in a, in a, in an effective good charming earnest way mm-hmm. i really enjoy it like when she drops her cane and there's a the whole thing and mm-hmm. in the stage like the stage oh, hands yeah, their that, heads that in. was great it's that, yeah. so good that whole section that like i don't like case you can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm assuming that was like all improv like the the jokes that they're like saying back and forth um, i mean i know the scene isn't improv but like the jokes that he's like they're saying back and forth to each other yeah like the the muttering that they were all doing like the mm-hmm. the different curses like that that stuff is would like all be improv just for how they like kind of play it out uh, but like the the beat to like do the fall and stuff is all written in and like, right yeah. right but like one <laughs> i can't remember what the joke was but like one of them say a joke and you can see like the stage hands like just lose it because it's <laughs> obviously not scripted Oh, that that was the best. Yeah. Oh. Oh. When uh, when Sa- the girl who played Sarah was like, I have to do this. Eight, like, this is my job. I have to do this eight eight times yeah. a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'd be busted up laughing. I I also really like that it's like a blind character, but she cares about looks. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the the most vain one in the show. I uh, yeah. <laughs> completely like it. it like the uh, that character has like so many like weird subversions because like there's like this like cookie cutter like oh look how like unbelievably wholesome a concept character it is and then mm-hmm. here's how we like kind of twist it um th- like one change that they made from the from the New York production to this and I'm guessing it's because of the the, the fact that this is the London cast um is that they set up the Oprah thing a lot uh like the in the stage show they had none of that. Uh, oh. Like it, it's when you got to the choose me Oprah number was the first time she referenced Oprah. Uh, mm. And so it was like, oh, my God, she's all in it for like the book deal was like the first time <laughs> we like really so, like set that one up. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like interesting to see that they like kind of made that choice to like set it up earlier. But um, yeah, like throughout she just she's just supposed to be like a little more vain than you'd expect a little bit more into public like popularity than you'd expect. Um, mm-hmm. because again, like it's, she's the blind librarian that like wants to save the environment. And that sounds so, you know, <laughs> impossibly yeah. good. Yeah. They really hammed up the vanity in this. I like that. They're breaking the stereotypes, you know, of, of that. I thought that was cool. I wonder if they set the Oprah thing up more because like maybe people in the UK don't realize like, yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me mansplain it. uh what do you guys think about having like the main villain and like the villainous politician be a female character uh that was was cool that was really fun and kind of like i feel like possibly a little forward for the time like usually yeah yeah like well is that just for is it a villainous politician character in the movie case or is that just for the it's a the the movie was a, a dude who was playing okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so the like they kind of made her look more like a Sarah Palin character in the mm. earlier stuff. And there's still like some of that in her design, like it's all the red and everything. Um, but like because the actress is a bit younger, 
in this and they like kind of play up the risque factor more oh do they kind of just, just kind of. <laughs> no, I missed it. I believe she uses I'm, her boobs as a weapon multiple times. I oh, she I still did it, it in the previous one. It's just even more so. I gotcha. I uh, love that though. That she's like, "Oh, really? You won't give me the answer? What about these babies?" <laughs> uh, I thought the set design was gorgeous, and I love that like the the nuclear waste silos like opened up into the bookshelves. And stuff. Oh yeah, and I know. And it was only in one scene, really. I know. I, went, I like, wanted oh. more stuff like that. I was like, but so because that was early too. I was like, oh, what's everything else going to turn into? Mm. <laughs> like, is everything yeah. is everything too? Is everything in this set two things? What will those stairs be? <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have to shuffle in and out too much stuff, uh, no. which was kind of neat. Yeah. They, like they did a lot with uh, sparse props. Um, yeah, but, the filmmaker and me always watches a play like a musical stage production and i go cool when are they changing the set and then i go oh they're not (laughs) (laughs) it's one one set the whole time got it yeah um and and, uh, not to do too much of like the other versions better but um so the other version had a a turntable for the set which would open up to a variety of scenes um Mm. as opposed and there was like some of that like some stuff on the side that they would like kind of adjust um but it, it sort of just made for extra th- pieces uh, as opposed to like, okay, well we can just kind of sh- slide stuff into the already configured set. Kind of, does that mm-hmm. make any sense? I don't know. The, the only big area where I thought it was like, a, a like sad not to have it was during the end chase where th- they kind of are just like all coming in from every direction, but in it, you could do sort of like a fake. They're all running and like, Oh, he speeds up. Like it was spinning opposite them. And so it, they'd be like fake running. And then they would like quote unquote speed up and like run off stage and all circle around uh, doing like rapid costume changes between oh, different wow. characters, uh, which is where it got like really insane. Uh, but is that mobile? Because isn't it? This is this was like oh you, the, you couldn't the group that you said like went on tour with it maybe yeah you, so you couldn't like, tour with this and it, it yeah. would, it's a bigger installation than what you would just do for a limited run yeah I don't know how you'd fit that onto a truck <laughs> no <laughs> that gag with the sound guy at the end was hilarious oh wait. oh when, when they read the wrong cue shoots oh no I thought we when he shoots the yeah the oh, okay. He was the keyboard player. The keyboard guy pulls yeah. out like yeah. the prop gun and shoots the yeah, yeah shoots the yeah mayor. that was so great. <laughs> the band when they would like stop and like look over like oh mm-hmm. is she okay <laughs> yeah they kept going back to that that overacting thing that uh, the guy who was the uh, um, guitar player yeah the folk singer yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a good 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 gags. I like all the other references to other musicals too. Like my favorite was the Rocky Horror one. <laughs> Damn it, Janet! Damn yeah, it, Janet. So I feel like good. I need to. I feel like I need to watch the movie now separately from Sam and not not ever show her the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rocky Horror. No, no you don't like Toxic Avenger. Oh. I am really curious because I, I mean, am I've, too. Yeah, I've never seen the movie, but it feels like they took a crap of a movie and mm-hmm. like totally made something amazing out of it yeah mm-hmm. i feel like you can see the like like i can see the elements that case was talking about where it's like oh well, there's the 
there's the super risque scene where something really bad happens, you know, or like, Uh oh, okay, I can see how this in the movie would have been a lot more gorier and violent or, you know, like I got the feeling that in the movie, all of the things that they said he did, he did on screen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or like how the bird in place of the guide dog. I was like, okay, I can see where these scenes happen and I can see how you like still incorporated them, which is interesting. (laughs) Without making it a horror show. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely felt like it came from a place of like love of the original and not mockery, which Mm -hmm. I appreciated. So it wasn't, it's a little tongue in cheek, but it wasn't like straight up satire, felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it was the original. It was the guy who wrote, directed as the producer on this, right? Yeah, yeah he was. Involved. Yeah, it's almost or it's almost like they another path themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's no. like we're gonna take the pieces that are like good and entertaining and make it more fun and lighthearted and not so like from what I've gathered disturbing and problematic <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's kind of like a a good version of like a tim burton remake of a thing like tim burton for like every time he would do like a property like planet of the apes for example he he just took the the cultural zeitgeist of all of it and sort of compressed it into one weird kind of fucked up version as he saw it like it was always like here's here's what i my take on the property as a whole and there's a lot of misses, especially in the, the back end of Burton's career. Um, but shade cast, it, here we go. It's that <laughs> it's that type of thing here, but I think it's much more effective. Like it's because yeah. there, there's elements of this that like incorporates like the Toxic Crusader or the later sequels or you know all like the larger uh, property besides just the original movie, and they they sort of roll it all back in and create like a, a cohesive narrative of like this is what the property, the Toxic Avenger. Uh, is in the modern day. Yeah, he's not throwing that. shade, Pat. Planet of the Apes was just a terrible mess. Uh, <laughs> and the trailer was so good, and I was so fact. excited. No, it's a, yeah, my mind went to the first. Well, he just said, well, no, the phrase, it's like someone made a good Tim Burton remake hey. or something. Or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and I think, I think they also, they're like not taking themselves seriously, which I think is something that you know, a lot of comedy musicals do anyway. So it, it fits really nicely together so that they cannot take it. Cause it's like, I, I do have a few like plot hole things that I'm like, this doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, they're like breaking the fourth wall and like making fun of themselves. So like, I feel like it's okay, but you know, how does this character not know what the word toxic means? She's like never heard the word toxic before. I I wonder how many people. I mean, because that was it wasn't when the Toxic Avenger came out. It was like a thing. It was like the the what what is it like the the popular pop culture global threat was you know toxic global waste yeah. global warming. There's pollution uh, mm. and. Uh, so you know, and th- I'm sure there was a time immediately before when this originally came out where like people didn't use that word ever but everyone else in the play besides her know what the word means (laughs) like why is and she's the librarian why does she not know what the word toxic but that's the irony of it (laughs) (laughs) i i could see 
the way our brains work in the, and I'm going to be super generous here in the context of meeting a person and they tell you your, their name. It's like, you're hearing the sounds, but you're not, I don't but know. He didn't say my name is toxic. He said, I'm toxic. Right. But she yeah. also wasn't confused earlier in when, uh, Melvin complained about it's waste, toxic waste. Like, yeah, you know, she responded just fine to it. So totally. Uh, I think it was just a context thing. Also, it's like a fucking dumb joke. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't think like you can poke holes at it. But at the end of the day, they, they aren't taking it seriously. So it's fine. But that and then him just like turning into a murderer didn't make sense to me. But it's fun. Which you mean? That, like, the old, the, like he just kills the old the lady. Old lady. That's like, what all happens sudden, when you give nerds power. <laughs> no, he sensed that she was actually evil. He sensed it. Yeah, it's yeah, a superpower. Sure. No, that actually is a superpower. He senses evil. Oh. That's, no, that, like that's actually the deal. Um, and so, like, he's not suddenly a murderer. He's been killing people throughout the whole musical, just like mostly in the legend of the Toxic Avenger. Um, mm. But he had been directing it only towards like quote unquote bad guys. And then yeah. when he was enraged, he like he let his instincts take hold because the idea is like the Toxic Avenger just has like this passion to murder things, except the things he wants to murder are always bad guys. So was the bird a bad guy? Apparently. Was it Bird Hitler? <laughs> it, bird, that it bird might have pooped been. on someone's head one too many times. <laughs> but like on the baby's eyeball. So I think. <laughs> oh, he yeah he did didn't he promise not to hurt anyone oh yeah he totally lies <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't think that's happening but he says that in the song where he's like you made a promise and you broke it so i'm breaking mine oh yeah right then he just one. thinks he's just killing anything <laughs> mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to in a fit of rage he's just like i'm gonna go murder something as opposed to it's like oh hey there's a thing i can murder <laughs> yeah it's the equivalent of like if you're on a diet and then you let yourself have a cookie and you're like fuck it diet's blown you eat the whole box of cookies yeah same thing <laughs> yep. except with people's lives totally sure. comparable yeah yeah, yeah. That's apples to apples right there. Murder. I mean, he broke this, his, he broke uh, his murder diet. Th- th- this musical doesn't have like a nuanced <laughs> approach to violence. Here. <laughs> like, they, they talk about how it's entertaining quite a bit. Did That's you true. just rip that guy's head off? It's my cheat day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I wish they had just like established that more. Cause to me, it just seemed like all of a sudden he flips on a dime and I'm like, what? So I guess that's Why? the uh, you need to see the movie to figure out what's going on. Maybe, so. Kind yeah. of. It's like it's really just that like, oh, he's like some sort of Frankenstein style monster that uh, is, you know, terrible to be around if he's, so in he's a bad Hulk. mood. He's Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- I mean, that's it's all part of the same kind of like lore, this like monstrous, like this monstrous figure that lives among us, like an Inkidu type figure uh, that is like equally dangerous, but also valuable. Sometimes you say words, Case, and I don't know what they are. <laughs> what is it, Inkadu? Uh, Inkadu is uh, from the legend of Gilgamesh. He is a uh, a wild man. That's another man. word I don't know. Oh, I know Gilgamesh. It's like uh, one of the first books ever written. G- Gilgamesh, oh. a king in Uruk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Case just stopped. <laughs> You're killing ass. No, but anyway, See, there, there's, there's in this ancient Sumeria. Concept. 
Okay, go. <laughs> no, good. It was just this archetypal concept of the 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 sort of the savagery that we need, uh, or like that society needs to protect itself and not go soft. Like that's there's always like some kind of mythical figure like that, like someone willing to do the the terrible things. Um, and as we become a more the hero, they need that, but not the one they deserve. Right, gotcha. and as we become less reliant on that to protect us from outside threats, internal ones um, make us question it more, and so they're represented more monstrously. Uh, and that's why mm. things like the Hulk is an appealing concept, because we understand that the idea of being uh, burdened and isolated because of uh, a need to do what is opposite society, but for the betterment of society. And the Toxic Avenger is a figure of that. Mm. Cool. <laughs> too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I liked was it. Much. It was great. No, 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 I, no. It's but, good. I'm just fucking with you. I really like when my Inkadoos are toyetic. <laughs> yes. 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 You got to get that action figure money. Well, no, that's exactly what they did when they updated it him in Greece and made it Heracles and made sure that he always had like a lion head. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's love lions. Yeah. They sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And if you haven't been following Case's Superman Analogs uh, series on Twitter, it's very good. Good reads. <laughs> I feel like that was that was a, a good distillation of yeah. the kind of breakdowns uh, that you do of the. I do, or I did. I've been on like a hiatus just because it's felt like a weird time to write about some of that. But mm. it's not. I'm not done. It was just like the world's kind of on fire, and I feel kind of like off talking. About like, oh yeah, uh, Crypto the Superhound was an awesome character who had a ki- a kids cartoon in the early two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> People are dying over there, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Can't be serious all the time. People, people yeah. need people need a break from the reality. Mm-hmm. That's I'm true. trying to think what my favorite musical number was. Uh, Evil is hot. I Evil's hot's real good. I would watch an hour-long variety show of uh, Oscar, Oscar and Che. They need their own show. Yes. <laughs> I think my favorite was, I don't remember the song, but they're in the Hamilton Cafe, and they're dressed as women with, with the blind love interest. Oh, and she's, like, telling them she's in love? Mm-hmm. Big French boyfriend? No. Oh, no, I think it or, was. Yeah. I think it's when uh, she broke up with him, and she's, like, eating oh. the. Oh, yeah. All men are freaks. Mm. Oh yes, yeah. Because it reminded me of the crazy ex-girlfriend. Let's marginalize about men. Yes, or generalize about men. Yeah. Generalize. That's right. I always say marginalize. <laughs> we deserve to be marginalized. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of fun numbers. Like uh, Brett, you were worried about it being too um, of the time, and I, I didn't want to say anything because I felt like, oh, I think it's classic Rocky more than um, like specifically aughts music. But what were, was your takeaway on that? <laughs> Um, it was intensely of the time, but I would have to go and like on a music hunt to find all of the analogs that were in the show. And it was like, but it was like, not, uh, it wasn't like, the, there's the like short band. little riffs. Yeah. 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 They're like, I've, I've seen that in stuff before mm-hmm. that's been used before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Most, most of the tracks had. Or had or were based around a riff that was a big hit in pop culture around that time in the aughts. It was really weird when Timbaland came out with Nelly <laughs> Furtado and Fifty Cent. Like, <laughs> I mean, speaking of the aughts, I wasn't expecting Agador Spartacus to be in this movie. 
Lorenzo. We just watched. Lorenzo. That's yeah. true. It's, it was Lorenzo and Lamas. Yeah. <laughs> for those two. What was that? The other guy's other one's name was Lamas? Yeah. I think they she said it Lamas or something in this one. It was- I just remembered. Yeah. Alkaline Trio's Time to Waste is the, is the song that I was thinking of earlier. Alkaline Trio from Aurora, Illinois, suburb of Chicago. Do you, you Where Wayne's World takes place and also where my high school was. Uh, I Probably if you played it, but. I'm not. I'm gonna cut it out of the episode so we don't get DMCA'd. But oh yes, and then they cut into the. Oh, you mean for the opening? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't take the opening as. Well, I don't know. It, I I feel like that just sort of sounds like a fairly stock piano, kind of like yeah. goth gothic kind of track. Yeah, but that but, but it's that was the aughts. <laughs> Actually, I don't know when that came out. Maybe this came out after your the the play. <laughs> That's a good well, question. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. mean, like because. The when was the was musical actually Bryant. first case? When was the musical actually first? So the, what we watched was filmed in 2018. Right. So when this was, was the really? musical actually created? That was created? 2018? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So this was 2000. It was either at the very beginning of 2009 or the end of 2008 when it opened in New York. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, and before that, it had run at the Paper Mill Theater or Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. Uh, so, it. I mean, we're we're probably looking at like... 2005 when they first That's like, the year the... that the Alkali Trio song came out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> case case in point. Uh, Fair yes. enough. <laughs> I mean, I, but it's I'm not, I'm not saying it's a, it's it, they ripped it off or anything. I'm just saying like the uh the influences I feel like were really strong. Hey, do you guys just remember Evanescence? Private Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you talk about piano with gothic it's evanescent. Oh, can I see you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like that. Uh, it's Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. It's in yeah, that when, movie. Yeah, when like, yeah, they were just uh, talking oh, about yeah. that on Infinity Cast, and I, I, it just brought all these memories back when they like brought it up, and it's like, oh right, the terrible training montage with uh, Jennifer. Uh, I thought it was Jennifer very Garner, powerful. Yeah. It's very deep, moving, very powerful. She's gonna adventure father case. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Electra Nachos. I feel like they took a lot of the uh, uh, the look of that movie and put it into the the Netflix one, but like it was so much better the second time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just across the board. I mean, there are some parts that I didn't hate about that movie, but we're not talking. About yeah, actually, you know, you know how it actually does weirdly connect. All right, so you know how the Ninja Turtles uh, are, were actually exposed to the same radioactive substance as Daredevil. No, yes. I didn't. So that was canon. like an Easter egg in the in the comic that they set it up that the it was strongly implied because they have a a uh, blind man get shoved or an old man get shoved out of the way by Matt by a boy who gets toxic waste splattered in his face and then drips down into the sewer onto the turtles and that's that was the start of the Ninja Turtles which was again a parody of Marvel Comics at the yeah. time so and Daredevil was, has the hand and th- they have right the, and they have the foot yeah. and they were trained by Splinter instead of Stick uh, and uh, yeah like oh. electric to size mm-hmm. so Raphael was obviously a good choice to use size like it's all that and then it's Teenage and Mutant because the most popular books selling at the time uh, outside of Daredevil were the Teen Titans and the X-Men oh. <laughs> uh, so weirdly superheroes from this time because this came out at the exact same time or like uh, the original Toxic Avenger came out at the exact same time just radioactive shit was like a big compelling thing of the mid 80s and I'm guessing yeah like uh, when was Three Mile it's Island an, 
Uh, I can look it up. But it was easy. It was easy shorthand for how someone got superpowers. Uh, some fucking radioactive shit falls on them. Well, and I was gonna say, so like the '60s, it, the idea of like space travel and like the atom bomb were the two areas that you see a lot of it. And that's why like the radiation of that time typically was like it was hit by radio, like by radioactive waves. Um, and then when you get to again, when you get to the '80s, it's more like the sludge itself, like as a mutagen. Mm-hmm. Three Mile Island was '79. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So there you very go. Very much, yeah. So that that Very spawned the entire uh, the '80s garbage aesthetic that uh, I'm not a fan of, but everybody else seems to like. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about this as like a um, environmentally conscious musical? Like I was from the get go, that's <laughs> like the shocked. actual thesis. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, they were like kind of talking about it in the beginning. And then it like falls off throughout the middle. Yes. And then they come back and hit it hard at the end. And I was like, wait, that's what this was all about? (laughs) I was like, what? And then I was like, I guess it makes sense. Actually, when I think about it, like it makes sense with his character and and the story and everything. But I was just like, I wasn't expecting the Captain Planet vibes to be so strong. I've been thinking about Captain Planet this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. He's hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. But if you think about <laughs> it, in a way, the pollution was the hero here. We wouldn't have had the Toxic Avenger without pollution. Well, if he's he the hero we needed. He, he's the hero who uses the dark magic to repel <laughs> the forces <laughs> of the Feywilds. He's the hero, <laughs> but like, he doesn't really do he anything, though. I use like, the toxic sludge to destroy the toxic sludge. Like he's probably like the most passive character in the whole play. Um, if you really I think a lot think of that's covered. It. Well, like the legend of the toxic Avenger, I think covers a lot of that, but it's sort of like, uh, they keep talking about how he murders like people who are bringing in toxic waste and like gangsters. And like, they keep telling us that it occurred, but we're not seeing it on stage. Mm, yeah. I guess I thought he was like singing about, his future. I didn't realize he was singing about his present. You know what I mean? Like the legend, like he, in my mind, he it's, he's just became this. So he's not a legend yet. So I thought he was talking about like his future. Well, no, that's I think it's implied because two things, they imply that they've been hanging out for three weeks, which is still not a lot of time to become but, a legend. And then he's wearing the cape. <laughs> he's wearing the cape all of a sudden. So I think it's yeah. implied he's, he's been going out and, and, Wrecking some bad guys. It, three right. weeks is plenty of time to become a legend. People love riot ribs, and they, they've only yeah. been around. Yeah, for a I bit. don't know what you're talking about. Whenever you say riot, what? Ribs. They're the people uh, in Portland who brought their barbecue out to the protest and yeah. made ribs yeah. for people. It's yeah. like uh, they give out free food and drink to all the protesters and are run completely by donations. Uh, so people just wow. bring food in and they, they're they 24-7 cooking food for all of the uh, the protesters. It's super cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Nice. They're the, they're the heroes of, of that, of the protests. I feel like riot ribs have kind of become like the emotional hook for people outside to be like, oh, it really is the whole community's working together. Like it was like such a, a like ostensibly positive thing that no one could really argue about uh, that mm-hmm. sort of like helped people like kind of talk about it. It puts the image on it. Like, you know, every, when all the news outlets are just like, it's rioters doing evil. It's like, actually, no, there's a, like a free food stand that's giving food and water and medical supplies to everyone. And it's like mm-hmm. more of a base of operations than a riot. Like the riots don't have home bases. Wait, are you making the argument that riot ribs, ribs is legendary? 
Yes. Is that the argument you're making? Yes. No, he, yeah. he literally led with that point. It's, it's a modern, know, modern just, day legend. Yep. I guess. I don't, and like, I feel like some, for something to be legendary, it has to be like remembered for a very long time. The song is the legend of the Toxic Avenger. That's true. Three weeks is not enough time to be a legend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Generally accepted. Now I'm gonna write a story about a hero who becomes a legend in three weeks. God damn. Yes. And then and then and one they, pundit who's just like not have, long enough. It's it's called Name of the Wind. Read a book. Oh just fucking cloth. <laughs> fucking cloth. Uh, I like that you called Larry cloth. Sue motherfucker. That's hilarious. Yeah, what's he what's I mean, he does doing? anyone really yeah. know the name? We still gotta do our trash fest on that. That book, those we, that character, we got to talk about episode. It. I feel like, do we have to wait for the book that'll never come out first? <laughs> it will never come out though. They can't possibly it wrap actually, it up. Actually, what's going to come out first? The third uh, name of the wind book or the last Game of Thrones books? Uh, one of those authors has a better track record than the other. <sighs> well, I feel one of those authors is going to die true. before his book comes out. Uh, oh my god! It's cr- if you look at okay. the. If you look at the song of Ice and Fire, if you look at like the the time between each book, it is it is literally exponential. Like it's mm-hmm. like first book, two years, second book, four years for the third book, six years for twelve years, like yeah. <laughs> and wherever we're at now, fifteen years and counting or something. I don't know, whatever it is. That's, that's Pat, what is your time, time between books? Is it exponential or does it decrease? <laughs> is it faster? Uh, I mean, we'll see. Because the second one will be three years, and then because it'll be the, at the end of this year, so it'll be three years, and then hopefully it'll be quicker than that. Because I'm already writing the third one, so mm. Pat's trying to throw it off by putting out a, a alcohol book in the middle. Yeah, yeah and true. a D and D book. That's true. <laughs> Suddenly, anyway. you understand why these writers might have long periods in between. <laughs> <laughs> If people were throwing the kind of money at me that those two were getting, you would have another spaceship book every fucking year. <laughs> I feel like that's part of the problem, though, is like people are throwing money at them to write other things. And so they're like, okay. Yeah, that's fair, too. Did the Toxic Avenger have a comic? Yeah, so uh, there was both. <laughs> Thank you for the forced pivot. Uh, yeah, so there was both. Um, uh, a comic deal that they had with Marvel. And then they also had uh, like later did like their own indie publishing um, that would oh, wow. be specifically toxic Avenger, as well as like other trauma properties uh, like, th- like Sergeant Kabuki man and uh, uh, <laughs> Nukem high. I, I enjoy from a, from an academic sense trauma, but like, I'm not, I've never been like deeply invested in it. <laughs> uh, Can I tell you something case? Yeah, trauma is another word you keep saying, and I don't know what you mean. That's, that's I don't the know company, what this right? Is. That's the production. Company. Yeah, trauma is the production company that made the original Toxic Avenger, and then it's oh, okay. all set in Tromaville, New Jersey. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. So is that? I assume that's a fictional city of New Jersey. It is. Okay. Jesus Christ! I just looked up a picture of what the Toxic Avenger looked like in the actual movie, and it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, the tutu is <laughs> a weird, a weird part of that design. There's a tutu. Yeah, because he was like uh, tricked into wearing it, and then they like douse him in the toxic waste. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is. Yeah, it's probably weird. for the best that we didn't watch the movie, frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because I had fun. should we do final thoughts? Because yeah, I- yeah. 
Sure. Crack into it. I mean, I had fun. I enjoyed it. I I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's something different. Uh, I might scope out over the next few days a couple other musicals on there uh, while we've got our trial pass <laughs> with Broadway <laughs> HD. Oh, yeah. We should ask but, Case to recommend some. It's just, I, I do like comedy musicals. I can really, I really enjoy that. So, but I, I, I had fun with it. I'm really glad that we kind of did this little, this slight pivot. And uh, I enjoyed that. I had ups, ups and downs watching this thing. It was hilarious. Uh, many of the tracks were very funny. I feel like there's one line that sticks out as like, I laughed when they said it and then it was a repeat. And then I was like, oh no, that's the chorus. And then it wasn't funny for the rest of the time they did it, which was the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the keys on Van Eyes. I'm going to kick, 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 kick your ass. <laughs> uh, oh, and- I didn't even catch that one. Uh, yeah, and I was like, the first time I was like, haha, that's funny. And then like, it was, it, then the song was like three more minutes of that. And I was like, oh no. Uh, but like the other stuff, <laughs> the evil is hot. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, good grief. I can't remember the girlfriend's name, but like all of her songs Sarah. were hilarious. Sarah. Yeah. Um, good comedy songwriting, which is, uh, weird to see in a property like this that, I mean, obviously it was going to be, weird and goofy but i wasn't expecting like quality goofs and i got some quality goofs which is like spot on for for uh exceeding expectations uh i i enjoyed this yeah sam yeah. most likely to not enjoy and then lay on the floor yeah um i i thought it was really fun i loved all the songs they were catchy and peppy and uh i enjoyed it a ton I was a little nervous because of everything that everyone said about the movie, but it sounds like they really took the movie and like plussed it and turned it into something amazing and different and uh, just really fun. I I loved every second. Yeah, it was only a few minutes into the movie and Sam's on the on the couch and she looks over at me. She's like, "Brett, is it is this going to be good?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the acting was great. The singing was great. The songwriting was great. The story was simple, but like carried really well through the songs. I love the sets uh, or the set and how it transformed. And <laughs> the then one. the lighting was great. The costumes were great. I like everything was awesome. There you go. Everything yeah. is awesome. Sam, Sam loves it. Everything, yep. everything awesome. is awesome. <laughs> Lay on my floor uh, now. I've had. I feel like tonight we've just had a mind meld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the I same mean, joke. We've been talking a lot. We, we have been talking a lot. A, yeah, last uh, week plus two weeks. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Literally been seeing your face like almost every too other much. Day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I had a really good time too. I feel like it was net positive, as Pat would say. Um, Thank it, you. I, I really enjoyed it. Put it on the shirt. (laughs) Yes. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't one of the musicals where halfway in I was like, Oh, do I, do I not like musicals? I was like on board with this one and it kind of gave me like little shop of horror vibes, but maybe that's just because that's the musical I was in, in high school. So that one's near and dear to my I th- heart. I think it has that same sort of like B movie kind of component. Mm-hmm. Like it's that side. Not like, taking yeah. itself seriously. And the the Sarah character kind of, you know, reminds me of Audrey, you know, a little bit. And um 
but like Audrey's ditzy versus the Sarah character is blind, which I think is like my one sticking point where like I feel like maybe making fun of someone's disability isn't cool anymore. But uh, I mean, yeah, Sam's thumbs up. Yeah, Sam did. A I definitely up. like. <laughs> I definitely think that. Like it was funny and there were lots of funny moments with her for sure. But um there were definitely like stereotyping of blind people that I was like, eh. Yeah, they not they the best. didn't so much walk a fine line as they like hopscotched back and forth over it. Cause there were some really good totally. like you are blind and this is funny and the blindness is related to that. And then there was like several like we're laughing at you because you're blind jokes. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a lot of like misrepresenting yeah. of the disability, like blind people. Obviously she was silly and like a, mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the word, um, characterization. But like, they're not yeah. like, p- <laughs> blind people are really good at like pouring things in their glasses and like knowing when their glasses are full and like, like, they're not just going to, like, pour yeah. hot water everywhere. Yeah, I think so, that's yeah. the sequence that I was thinking of specifically mm-hmm. about that. Or, yeah. like, her tripping, you know, was like, okay, you know. But but then there's the jokes of, like, wow, she's blind, but these drawings are really good. Like, the, yeah. those yeah. ones are, you know, good. <laughs> so there was well, a like, mix of I had of a similar <laughs> moment when she was being, like, awkward as being an actual librarian. And then I was like, oh, right, she's a librarian because she was – like the mayor hired a blind librarian as a joke to mess up anyone Mm -hmm. like trying to investigate. Like I I was like, okay, at least they have like moments like that to kind of try to justify her not being skilled at a job. Like it was just kind of like a thing of corruption. Yeah. Yeah. So, but overall I thought, I thought it was really fun and I laughed a lot and, and it was, it was definitely hilarious. Case. I've, you hated I've, it, right? Everybody. You know, it, drag the light guy. <laughs> <laughs> there was one moment where I was like, "That light was a second light." <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like there, there was a part of me that is like protective of like the cast I worked with and like the production elements that I worked with, and like the, there are spots where it's just like, okay, I, I'm just like can't help but kind of hear it in the voice of people I know. Um, and so like when they play it differently, it's like, oh, well, that's weird. And I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it because I was, there were spots where I'm like, I'm not sure if this is just bias, uh, like, mm. or like, or if there's like spots that were like kind of rough and like, I, I think it's overall really good. The fact that the fact that I realized that it's like, oh, it's the London production uh, kind of explains some of the, the questions I had about like the way they changed cultural references. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, overall, like it, I think it's a fun show. It's it's a parody of superhero stuff in general, um, and I think that that's you know we're when this came out, it was like right after Iron Man came out, and we're starting to see the rise of like the you know the mar- like the MCU, and we're still like really immersed in that like pop culture wise, and so like having something that like takes the piss out of it is like kind of fun, and that mm-hmm. it's like environmentally conscious is like you know a nice detail of it. Like it, it feels like the character has like an end goal that isn't just like beat up people who are in like financial trouble. Um, so like that's that's nice, and like you know it's it's fun and it's schlocky, and like you know some of the numbers like. Uh, like Brett, you mentioned in kick your ass where like they do that whole thing. It's like a little different when it's on stage and like, they're doing like really elaborate stuff to get like the prop or like to get the prosthetics in position so that you're like, Oh, now that body part just came off. Like it was more about the spectacle at that point. 
uh, which doesn't read on a screen. So like this adaptation of it, I thought was, was fun, but there's definitely stuff lost from being like in the audience. Gotcha. Yeah. I just, it was just impressive that like, you know, like at one point, one character like goes back there and then replaces his arm with a fake arm. And like, I didn't even notice until the arms being like ripped out, you know, I was like, Oh, Whoa, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was just going to agree with, with case about that. Like that, that's how most of the on video, uh, Broadway style productions I've seen go is where it's just like, this is missing a lot of what the stage, uh, experience had, but Mm. You just, yeah, you just can't. Right. Yeah. And some of that's just the difference it. of like literally being there versus seeing it like recorded. Like, you know, there's, there's always going to be like just that disparate uh, element of like having a live human doing it in front of you. Um, yeah. And like that's missing. But I think this was actually like a really fun production of it. Um, and I think if you were ever curious about it, it's, it's definitely fun to check out. I'm like intrigued to see what else like the service has to offer. But in the meantime, it was like, uh, yep, I kind of just, I kind of just needed to see it again. Like it was like, it it was such a weird chapter of my life. And like the fact that the, this, like this era has been so rough on like those of us who worked on this production, not this literal one. I mean, the uh, theater, yeah. The theater industry in general. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like, like I said, we'd like, we've lost two people from the cast and crew during the, in the pandemic times. And like one was like heavily publicized and the other one wasn't. And like, both of those are like different kinds of just like emotion. So, uh, this is more catharsis for me than like anything else. And I really appreciate you guys like kind of like being my therapist. Yeah. yeah anytime any- case. Yeah. This was, this was, uh. A cool experience to uh both learning about this weird ass property i didn't know about and also getting to like <laughs> share in your uh your experience of it because it's it's uh it, your your perspective added a lot to our viewing of of the uh i guess it's not a movie it, but you know <laughs> added a lot to the viewing in general well if hamilton can call themselves a movie then they can call them a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> are they is, I'm just saying did they call themselves is it hamilton the movie yes on disney plus it's hamilton the movie hmm. which is a choice <laughs> which is a choice. i will say i was impressed Watch with it. some of the production values in this specifically like the way they use the camera especially like the opening i was like oh we're getting some good close-ups we're doing stuff that like mm-hmm. you just can't do on the stage and like those were good elements um yeah and then I they kind of like pulled back for a lot of it but yeah I was thinking about that when I was watching it and I was just like, damn, how many cameramen? I mean, they might have usually with live performances, like they'll shoot a couple of nights and they might like edit a few nights together kind of thing. Uh, But they easily had at least four or five cameras at least because there was one there's like one that was like roaming around. Um on the top and then there's one that was getting the bird's eye view down on the stage. Then there was a cameraman right in the middle of the stage down below. And then there had to have been one or two on either side. And then I guess there was one in the back. So that makes like five, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six right there. It was just the center guy. And then one other guy that was sprinting the whole time. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Just I mean, I used everywhere. to do archival footage for like off off Broadway shows and I would usually try to like set up like three cameras if I couldn't have like a person being like 
a particular like an in the audience camera so mm-hmm. that I could get like, all right, so here's a closer angle from one side of the stage. Here's a closer angle from the other. And here's a master. So yes, like, yeah, it, it, it's cool to see like how much more cinematic you can make it when you have the additional uh, like mm-hmm. crew that can do it all. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was very cool. I think they're. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the opening shots they even got like without, uh, you know, um, yeah, an like audience. stage the shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. It's nuts. How many, I, I was always shocked when they would like cut to another camera angle and I was like, how many cameras <laughs> do you have? <laughs> Fuck uh, man. Well, how many vagina shots can you get? <laughs> Thank you, Case, for bringing this. This was, this was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, thank you for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. I mean, it's in our contract. You did legally yeah, make mean, it we, binding. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> had to. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, but yes, of course, I forced you to with a, with a gun to your heads. It's it's all good. <laughs> CPOV actually stands for Case's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if you'd lower the gun. Now that we're done, I mean, with yeah. The episode. Our audience knows you, but tell them again. Like, what are your their main shows you're hosting? Tell or anything else we're gonna talk about? What's going on with CPO? Everything you've ever done. Um, there's so many things I've done. Usually, not very good at any of them. Uh, no, so I've got three shows on the certain POV network, which y'all are a part of, and we love having you on. Wait, we um, are. <laughs> it's a fucking stash. <laughs> Uh, but I've got another pass, which is a movie discussion podcast. Y'all have been on. Um, it's I, I enjoy having all of you guys on every time. It's always fun to talk about movies that could have been good, could have been bad, but probably could have been a little bit better uh, with some introspection. Uh, the, I also host Men of Steel with J. Mike Falson, which is a Superman appreciation podcast. Uh, and I host uh, Scruffy Nerf Herders, which y'all have been on. Uh, several times now as the crew of the Snatch and Grab, one of the myriad ships that we're following Woo. in the Star Wars universe uh, as we do a uh, like a live play uh, D&D 5e Star Wars game. So those are my three big three projects, but certain POV is growing and we're, we're bringing in new shows and it's a really cool time to be a part of the network. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good community. Ash, engage the audience engage and you can also follow us on twitter we're at let's rewatch where we do fun stuff like movie polls and you guys can pick the movie which i don't oh you guys picked birdcage that's right i was gonna say we haven't done it in a while but i guess we have and uh i'll also tweet a still from the movie we're watching if we didn't do a poll so that you guys can guess it and tonight no one got it. <laughs> but, uh, but, no way. I but we have be some honorary if guesses. Nobody knew that the that the Broadway version of this, this thing was, was thing. streamable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ralph guessed Breaking Bad the musical, which if you look at yeah. the screenshot I tweeted, Ooh. is a very good guess. And Mitch guessed Little Shop of Horrors or Ghostbusters the musical, which is also a great yeah. guess considering. The screenshot I posted. Who is the um, one who knocks? But no. I am the one who knocks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you liked Uh, our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or is it now YouTube Podcasts for Google? No. It's still Google Google Podcasts. Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio? Uh some pirate station that pirates our show fuck those guys oh cool, uh, dudes. what 
Yeah, really? we're we're on we're on a we're uh, big enough a, to be a listing that re that downloaded our show and then converted it so we don't get the view credits. But I don't know how the fuck. Oh, oh. fuck that! Yeah, so Wait. it's like not a, cool, bro. A more compressed, shittier ver- version of our show. But uh, but if you're listening to that version, know that there's that there's better options for you. Like yeah. at yeah. our yeah. website, so fuck you. Let's don't re-watch. steal free podcasts, <laughs> right? Also, fuck like we you. Get, we already get nothing it, but, but the numbers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you, people who stole it. But I'm kind of flattered. Yeah, <laughs> same time. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we did. We did that. We did that. Pat, you got it. Well, but we already did a certain point of view because Case did it. So well, we could say like, come check out the certain point of view Discord. That's open, yeah. right? Yeah, people can hop in yeah, there. Yeah, solid. Yeah, because we did cool stuff. Like we did karaoke night. We're talking about doing more yeah. game nights. Like, so there's a Discord certain po- certain point of view. Find that. I don't know. We'll find. Tw- go to what? It's on the website. There'll be a link to it. Case. Yeah, go to certain Yeah, yeah. Because then there's like sub channels for every show where you can like talk with the hosts of your favorite shows. Yeah. And I feel like the strongest and like be, sell be really cool to them because if you're a dick, we'll kick you the fuck out. The best sales point of the certain point of view Discord is that it's a community that isn't on Facebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck Facebook, for, just for the purpose sorry of it not being on of Facebook. Our, sorry to all of our still active Facebook users. That was the Toxic Avenger, the musical. Uh, join us next time we record when we watch. The spookiest, spookiest movie about the spookiest time of day, 6.66 p.m. Right. It's not in real time. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.